Hello and welcome to Spotty Translation, the only anime podcast where half the panel hates anime, but they love puppets, I think, still. Right, Brian? No strings attached. <laughs> I think you've used that. Have oh. I? I'm running yes, out. already. Well, either yeah, way, I, it's, yeah. Yeah, because I think I did the sync joke, so. Oh, yeah. Well, it fits this show, though, because these aren't string puppets, right? They're no strings attached yeah. to these puppets, so yeah. Um, hello, everybody. It has been... A hoot and a half trying to get this episode actually recorded. Our schedules were not in sync. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, okay, there you go, bringing it back. <laughs> in sync jokes are here. Yep. So I have stay. to tell you, it is now, you know, Christmas time. Ho, ho, everyone. Enjoy all your Christmas anime. But um, one Christmas album that is in my Apple Music Library for some reason is the In uh, Sync Christmas album, which I, <laughs> has become a new holiday tradition for me. Uh, it's delightful, easy listening, everyone. <laughs> Go and try it. The InSync mm. Christmas album. I don't remember what it's called, but I think it's like, all I want for Christmas is you or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. That yep. makes sense. Yep. All I want for Christmas is the uh, the adoring love of a million fans to buy our CD albums. Pretty much. That was the, uh, that was the subtext. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. But anyway, folks, as always, we are here to talk about Thunderbolt Fantasy, everybody's favorite puppet show. That happens to be kind of an anime, yeah. uh, but also not really. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and we are now finally nearing the end. We are on episode 12 this week, one episode away from the from the final episode to finally wrap up what the hell is going on here. Uh, yeah. But I, think you, but, I, but I think this one gives you a pretty clear idea about actually what is going on finally. Yep. Unsurprisingly, everyone, it's an anime about a uh, sealed demon lord. No one could have seen that coming. (laughs) But yeah, so yeah, uh, this week we are going to be talking about uh, a blade that doesn't cut is is this week, which actually comes into play actually pretty quickly in the first half of of this week's episode. Yeah, absolutely. Let's jump into it. Yeah, let's get with it. Okay, so uh, we begin... Uh, with Bones' goons basically looking for Young as he ran away after the deal went south over him not, uh, I mean, or, or I mean, over him falling for the old, I mean, like, you know, like, you know, like over him falling for, like, the old wagon trick, over him not knowing that, uh, that only the top chest was full of gold and nothing else. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, but then, uh, so then basically, like, you know, like, they give up, and they, and then they walk away to go look somewhere else, and then Young correctly theorizes, uh, that Bones probably knew what was up the whole time, and Bones is already on his way to the temple with the guard and the, and the handle in tow to be able to get the sword, so he rushes off to go take care of that, uh, which, on the way, he runs into, yeah, and so then he runs in, in, I mean, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, into Kingfisher and Frozen, uh, to where she is applying a bandage to his eye, which was a sort of gouged out cut uh, last week uh, due to sharpshooter shooting him sort of in the eye with an arrow. Yep. Uh, but he is essentially blind in that eye now. So he is he's sort of uh, not in the best mood, as it were, and he really lets Young have it, uh, basically... Uh, saying that, you know, Young sort of acts kind of aloof, and he tends to laugh at things that that probably shouldn't be laughed at, and he's just sort of like, you know, wondering what is his deal? Like, you know, why is he here? What is he doing? Why does he act the way that he does? And sort of, uh, and he actually kind of comes to the, to the conclusion that since Young does not have a title, um, he's going to give him one 
And so then, I mean, like, and, yeah, yeah, like, and so then Frozen calls him the, like, Edgeless Blade as sort of a mocking name for him. Yeah. Uh, due to the fact that, uh, due to the fact that Phoenix earlier basically claimed that Young really had, like, no technique, no skill. He was just sort of just using pure force to, to, like, you know, he, like, you know, cut through these zombies. Yep. And Young was just like, that sounds like a great name. Let's go oh, with yeah, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, like, he loves it. He's just like, oh, cool, yeah, no, that's me. Like, he just does, like, the pose with the thumb pointing at himself. Yeah, like, it was great. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, so then, uh, and so then here is when actually the goons show up uh, with, uh, and I don't think that I ever actually got his name, like, before, but he oh, is, yeah. like, Yao Ming, uh, which translates to Withered Life. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically they show up and... Uh, they begin to fight, uh, and at this point, uh, basically, it's Young trying to cover uh, for Frozen and Kingfisher to get away, but they're obviously blocked off. Um, and with and with Frozen being blinded in one eye, he's having some really tough time with this. Uh, and to basically save Frozen, Young throws his sword at a goon who was about to get to Frozen, and basically, you know, like you know, like he cuts him down with his sword, but then. Uh, but the withered life is basically, oh, ho, ho, you threw away your sword. You can't do anything now. And the young <laughs> is like, oh, really? And then he just picks up a stick. <laughs> yep, literally just and, a stick. Yeah, uh, which at this point, though, Frozen picks up his sword and sort of gasps at it. Like, you know, he's, he's, he's like, you know, like he's audibly, like, you know, very surprised by it. Uh, which at this point, though, young begins to murder everybody with just a stick. And not by just hitting them with it, but essentially, like, um... Uh, but he's sort of just like uh, slicing through their heads and like exploding their brains everywhere with with basically just a stick. Yeah, uh, it's <laughs> it's a sight to behold. Yeah, uh, to which to which then Frozen basically makes uh, the observation that all this time Young has basically been using a I mean like a piece of wood cut to look like a sword and has painted silver, and so yeah, so like you know so the name actually fits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it actually was very astute of um uh frozen to come up with that uh but yeah that was that was quite the scene yeah uh to which then basically you have the final confrontation between withered and young uh and he runs at young young basically just uh, hits him in the chest with the stick and essentially explodes his ribs out basically like through his back that was very much the mortal combat moment of this show <laughs> <laughs> it was uh pretty intense yeah, um, so, yeah, like, so basically with the fight done, uh, so basically, you know, at that point, then Frozen comes to Young and is like, hey, uh, about your sword, what's up with this? And then Young is just like, hey, like, you know, like, you know, like a wooden sword is, like, you know, it's light, it's easy to clean, like, you know, it is like, you know, like, yeah, like, you know, like, yeah, like, you know, like, these things don't rust, um, but... And to which, basically, he then comments that, you know, for him to to be able to do this, though... He must exhaust a, I mean, like, you know, like a, and like, you know, just like a ton of key, which is basically just sort of like the inner, like energy within somebody's body yep. uh, to basically do all these feats. And it does take a major toll on his body to, to like fight like that. Um, but he basically says that he does this because uh, the idea of fighting with a sword is that you should like, you know, like, like, it, it, like, you know, like, uh, or warming, like, or warming, like in, in like, in like his philosophy is to uh never fight like casually that you that like you know like you must 
uh, sort of like you know be very like attentive and sort of like you know like me like and focus on right. why you fight and sort of those that you kill. But he's too much of a slob as he says to, like you know like 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 you know like to be penitent over over every person that he kills. So basically, he just sort of like you know and so and like you know so like you know, like you know so he fights this way just to like wreck himself so that he is penitent during fighting. Yeah, basically, he makes life harder on himself, so he actually has to take combat seriously, otherwise he just treat it like he does everything else in his life, which is casually. Yeah. Which, you know, is actually a really, um, which is sort of like a pretty common, like, I mean, like, sort of, like, philosophy that you see in, like, a lot of, like, samurai stuff, to where the idea is that you should, like, you know, like, never take a life lightly. Yeah, exactly. Uh... And at this point, uh, which I think is actually kind of important because, you know, we are actually still foreshadowing here, mm-hmm. even just a little bit, uh, <laughs> to whereas in Frozen basically wonders, like, you know, basically, you know, like, like, you know, since, like, you know, since he now believes that Young came from this land across, like, you know, I mean, like, you know, like across the desert, that Young must be some kind of, you know, like famous hero in his own homeland. Yep, because he's like, Young says, yep. right now. Like you know, like yeah, like like you know, like right now, I'm just young. I I'm just the edgeless blade, nothing more. Exactly, because Frozen was like, well, if you didn't know about all our famous heroes from across the wasteland, then we probably don't know of any of the famous heroes there. So you could totally be a famous hero we've never heard of, which is yeah, pretty solid logic. Yeah. Um. So now we cut to Crow basically arriving at the sword first. Um. And then, I mean, like, you know, like, and, like, you know, like, and at this point, he begins to question whether or not Bones just, like, you know, like, really wants the sword just to add it to his collection. And sort of wants to figure out, like, exactly what, what the end game is here. So then he leaves and then hides, uh, to then, uh, to then where Knight, Sharpshooter, and Bones all arrive together. And then they make the trade, uh, to, uh... To which then we cut once again to basically do a little bit of, I guess, extra foreshadowing, even though we learn about it only about five minutes later, uh, to where basically, like, Young wants to confirm with Kingfisher uh, that the demon being sealed by the sword is, in fact, the same demon uh, that Bones mentioned is the one that is not currently in the demon realm. Yep. And she's like, uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which we now learn is, in fact, the actual case here, because Bones basically gets the sword. Um, as he pulls out the sword, a giant hole opens up in the ground, to which there is a demon in the hole. Uh- <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe you saw that one coming, people, if there's a giant mystical sword with a seal on it, the demon is the third step of that conclusion. <laughs> yeah, um... To which the knight, like, reveals that, like, you know, like, this is, in fact, the slumbering demon lord, basically, like, the worst demon of them all. Um, and so, basically, like, you know, like, um, uh, uh, and then she basically, like, you know, like, like, once again, like, you know, like, and, like, and then, and then she once again, like, reiterates that demons cannot be killed, uh, they can only be sealed away, and basically she was mentioning that the mountain wizards, as she called them, the ones who made the sword... Like, you know, basically the best that they could do was basically just put it to sleep. Yeah, they couldn't kill it. Um, and so at this point, though, Sharp finally is like, oh, this is probably a bad thing. 
uh, <laughs> and points his bow at Bones, telling him to put the the like you know like yeah, like telling him to put the sword back. But before he can do anything, Knight wraps her whip around his neck, jumps over the rafter, and begins to basically just strangle him. Yeah. Goodbye, sharpshooter. Yeah, because uh, because yeah, and so then basically he dies and he falls into the hole. Yeah. Uh, and then basically she reveals to Bones that like she only came along on this journey because she had a suspicion that the sword was actually sealing away this demon god, and she wanted to confirm that. And then and then once she actually did confirm it, uh, then she wanted to basically see it through to basically like you know like bring him back to then restart the war of fading dusk which was the war between the demon gods and the humans that basically wiped out most of the humans. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Not great. Uh, yeah, to which, uh, to which then Bones is like, oh, okay, cool, you know, like, sounds good to me. Like, you know, to where basically Bones actually wants this to happen so that, so that, like, Age of Chaos will, like, you know, like, will then commence, which will then allow him to really, really test his metal as a swordsman, as a fighter, and basically, he even, like, concludes that, like, you know, at, like, at some point in the future, if he actually does uh, deem it necessary to seal the demon away again, he will do so and then be heralded as, as like, you know, like, as the savior, which is, yep. which is fine by him. Yeah, pretty much. He's like, I'm good at fighting, and when there's a demon around, fighting's pretty important. So, that sounds way more fun. Yeah. Uh, and so Knight is basically just like, okay, cool, but, like, you know, next time, like, you know, like, we will be foes, but until then, peace out, bro, see you later. Yep. Uh, to which then he leaves her because she needs to complete the ritual to actually wake up the demon god. Yep. Uh, to which, uh, to which then Bones leaves, and then Bones is like, Crow, I know you're there, come on out. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> then Crow is like, hey, what's up? And then basically, uh, Bones is like, hey, Crow, I beat you. I got the sword. Uh, to which, uh, yeah, like, yeah, like, you know, like, to which Crow is like, hey, uh, I actually wanted to figure out, like, you know, like, exactly where your source of pride was. Was it just you wanting to collect all the swords? That's not it. You actually are just so prideful in your ability in swordsmanship that you wanted a sword that is worthy of your skills. And then basically, he, I mean, like, um, uh, and then Bones is like, yes! Yes, no, that is correct. I, like, you know, like, like you know, like, like, like you know, like, this all-powerful sword is the only sword that is worthy of me. And then Crow is like, well, that's cool, because basically, like, you know, like, like, you know, dealing with you, as in, like, you know, stealing your source of pride, basically only means that, like, you know, basically only means that, that I have to best you in combat. Yeah, it's like, Crow man, you then, made my job really easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to which Crow then turns his pipe into a sword, brandishes it at Bones, and then episode ends. <laughs> yeah, this is like, this is the, you know, Yoda picking up a lightsaber moment. It's like, oh my gosh, the wise <laughs> mentor who's supposed to not ever be fighting and is supposed to, you know, be walking around with a cane, or in this case, a, case a pipe, is now about to fight. It's that moment of like, okay, this will be interesting. It was right at this ending that I was checking the show timer, and I'm like, it's not about to end, is it? Oh, shoot, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Because I really wanted to see uh, see what came next, so good on them for cliffhanger. It'll be the final episode next. Yeah, they're coming at the end. Things are things are heating up. We now have the demon god. We have the confrontation between the main villain and kind of the main hero, um, or at least the main mentor figure. So this will be really interesting. That was a drama filled episode. Lots happened. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, no, because, I mean, like, you know, like, this episode really has it all in terms of, like, the great fight choreography, yep. as well as also, like, just the, I mean, like, you know, just the really great, just, just a character of, like, you know, like, you know, I mean, like, and just the really great, like, you know, just a character, you know, interactions and the drama, especially uh, with the interaction between Frozen and Young there at, at the start, and yeah. then the ending with Bones and Knight. I agree with all of that. I thoroughly enjoyed this entire episode. Um, yeah, it was maybe my favorite yet, or definitely up there with my favorites. There was just lots of action happening. Like you said, everything that was really good about the show shown through in this episode. So yeah, there were lots of really good moments. What do you think your favorite moment was from this episode when you first watched it? Uh, let's see here. When I first watched it, probably, it probably was, uh, the fight with Young and just sort of when it's like, you know, like revealed that like in terms of like his, I mean, like, you know, just revealed in terms of just like his fighting style and sort yeah. of like, and just sort of like, you know, like, and just him really showing what he can do with it because, you know, sort of like until now, he's just been sort of just like whacking things with his sword uh-huh. and just sort of just, you know, like, I mean, like, and like, you know, like, and, and, and I mean, like, he's obviously been like, you know, been like killing people, but he's sort of just been sort of just doing the whole like blunt force trauma instead of like you know i mean like instead of actually like slicing things uh-huh it, it would be really interesting to watch the whole rest of the show and see that foreshadowed in the way he fought um yeah i just kind of like that what's impressive is not necessarily how good he is at killing it's how he's doing it's how hard the thing he's doing should be it's like fighting with one hand tight behind your back it's like he's oh, sure. purposefully holding himself back so it kind of makes me curious to see what he'd be like if he wasn't hamstringing himself the whole time. Oh, yeah, no, like, that's actually a pretty common, I guess, like, shonen, like, anime trope is sort yep. of having, like, the fighter, like, deliberately, like, you know, like, do something to, like, restrain themselves. Yeah. Uh, and then they basically, like, you know, like, uh, and then, and then when, like, the real bad stuff happens, then they sort of, you know, just, like, you know, like, take off the limiters. Yep. Exactly. So... We'll see if that happens in the last episode. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I agree. Uh, that was probably my favorite part as well. Um, that followed by just seeing what a weird, twisted guy Bones is um, <laughs> and how faced with the choice of whether he wants to seal a demon. He's not like... I, I like his reasoning because a lot of the time I feel like a villain in that place would be like, this is my plan all along to raise the demon lord. He's like, he really wasn't planning on that. And that really was not his plan. He had no idea he was about to raise a demon lord, at least as far as we can see so far. Um, and he's not even like, I hate humanity. Humanity's horrible. They should all die. I will release the demon lord. He's just like, I'll be real renowned if I'm the one to kill the demon lord. And I bet there's going to be a lot of fighting. And that, to me, proved to be a very, I don't know, it matches up with his character a lot up until this point. Sure, yeah. So I kind of want to, even though... We will probably, I mean, like, you know, like, even though we will probably, you know, like, touch upon it next episode as well, but mm-hmm. for this week, since we are sort of near the end, and sort of like, you know, like, and mostly everything has sort of come to fruition, I kind of want yes. to get your thoughts on sort of how the show, like, because I feel that this show, like, in particular, uh, you know, like, uh, it uses its foreshadowing really, really well. Yeah. And just sort of, uh, because, just because I know that it is a popular, like, device to use in writing, considering that, like, you know, Shakespeare sort of was sort of, like, you know, where we get foreshadowing from in terms of sort of, like, in, in terms of just sort of, like, you know, like, I mean, like, in terms of just, like, popularizing it uh, uh-huh. in fiction. But 
I feel that it's sometimes it's either like abused to the point to where it's just sort of like obnoxious with just characters constantly just like winking at you and or it's or it's just like used to like overwarming like um or it's just like used poorly in terms of like the foreshadowing just like outright just like spoils what's going to happen for like and and I feel that this sort of like walks the thin line to like you know like to where the foreshadowing brings up like you know like you know like I mean like brings up like you know, like you know like a lot of really good questions but yeah. it never like you know like outright tells you what's going to happen and it never feels you know like i mean like yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah i mean like and, and and the show never feels like too winky about it yeah it's interesting that you bring up shakespeare because i kind of feel it might be because of the translation or because i'm having to read subtitles or something but the way it's written and the way it's kind of acted feels almost like a stage play maybe that's coming from like the puppet shows but oh, like yeah, sure it's very intentional in how the dialogue is done it's very um uh that with the soliloquies and all of that there's it, it doesn't feel necessarily like movie dialogue which is trying to be very subtle and natural and that sort of thing it feels very intentional and well stage like and i feel that fits the type of foreshadowing it's done very well because it's not it, it would come across as cheesy but I think in a normal like movie or TV show where they're trying to be subtle or something, because often they'll be very clear with their foreshadowing. Like someone will just wonder a question out loud and it's very clear that (laughs) that is supposed to be an unanswered question. But in this kind of stage play format, it doesn't come across that way, but it gets you to start asking those questions very early on um, without it. Like you said, without it feeling too winky or without it feeling too on the nose. So yeah, I I really liked it. use of foreshadowing because it was like clear and purposeful and there and got me wondering but it didn't feel like it was trying to hold my hand to be too obvious about it it felt like just the way it was telling its story um wanted those questions to be known um early on and it did a good job at surprising me several several i mean as i joke about kind of seeing the the demon plot coming but other than that it's like that's just a, a a good kind of archetypical plot to build it on and a lot of the like character moments in it have been really interesting and have been unexpected while not seeming unfair right yeah which is actually uh i actually do recall telling you i think like months ago that that i was actually kind of worried about how you would take sort of like what the core plot kind of like you know hangs its hat on <laughs> just yeah, because i forgot about that yeah yeah because like you know like i do know that sort of like, like like you know that the plot involving the demon lord coming back is pretty tired cliche yes but i but i but i feel that that this show never quite like you know like hangs on it like enough to where just to where it becomes tired it's just sort of just using it uh to basically just be the framing device for the real action going on well something that i really appreciated was that i kind of suspected at the beginning that the enigmatic gale had something else going on um but i expected that he would be like he knew about the sword thing the whole time and he was doing all this to stop the demon lord from coming. I thought that he would be like the Gandalf figure who you find out, found out was like trying to orchestrate this whole thing. And and maybe he still is. We're, we're going to the last episode. But I really appreciated that even after the demon reveal and all of that, he was still focused on his goal, which was stealing the pride of Bones. He wasn't just like, okay, now I'm going to save the world. While that is probably part of his motivation in fighting him, I like that he was still focused on his original goal, which was understanding what this guy's arrogance is and finding a way to take it from him. And that he didn't just switch goals to now it's time to save the world. I kind of got to forget about all my other motivations. I like that. I like that the character's existing motivations aren't all just being, oh, now we have to band together and save the world. I feel that's where that plot would have gotten in the way. But it feels like the way, at least so far, that everyone's reacting to the Demon Lord. Like, um, if you noticed, what's his name? Um, sharpshooter 
specifically said, if this demon lord comes out, he's going to kill me and you. Like, he didn't seem to really care about saving the world. He was just like, dude, this guy's going to kill me. I don't want to die. So I'm going to stop you from releasing the demon. And obviously the um, knight wanted to release the demon because she is a demon. And the bones wanted to, you know, get fame. So it feels like I, I like that each of the characters are reacting to even something as big as this demon's going to come out and destroy the world with all their own motivations still intact, rather than just all being like, let's be heroes and save the day now. Sure, yeah. Uh, and also, last or last time I told you that we had uh, four characters left to die, we have now lost two. <laughs> wait, so, uh, we oh, have wait a minute. two right. more left. <laughs> well, I, I kind of forgot that weird um, silver hair guy was a character. So yeah, yeah, no, right. <laughs> yeah no, he counts. <laughs> he does count. So, two are left. I don't, I mean, hmm... Uh, Bones probably will die. Either the demon's gonna kill him, or Animatic Gale is gonna kill him, or Young is gonna kill him. Probably. I have no idea who the second. It could be anyone. It could be Knight. It could be Enigmatic Gale. It could be. Um, though if Knight really is one of the demons, she can't die, or is it just the demon gods that can't die? I forget. Uh, well, I mean, like, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah I mean, like, she has actually mentioned more, like, you know, like, 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 you know, like, you know, like many times that, like, you know, she is actually one of the demon gods. Okay, yes, yeah, so she probably won't die unless they really get serious here. Um, but yeah, I could see any of the others. I, I doubt they're gonna kill Frozen, because he's already had his moment of almost dying, and I feel like, I don't know, it would be kind of mean to just kill him now. <laughs> so... Well, I'm hang um, on. I hope that he doesn't die. Well, but. I will say that the writer of the series is known for being mean. <laughs> that is true. So that is actually possible. But I'm going to hang my hat on that. Frozen won't die. We'll, we'll see if I'm wrong. I'm, my guess is going to be Bones and <sighs> Enigmatic Gale. I'm going to say the two people that are about to fight are both going to die. Okay. Well, we and will we'll find out next time if you are correct. And yep. if you are not correct... Then I get to end the season with a plus score in the quiz game that <laughs> that that we stopped doing many episodes ago. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Sounds but good. I'm very though, much Brian, looking forward to the next episode and having this done before the end of the year. Yes, uh, and of course, as always, we do need to get your take as to whether or not you think Crow is a good guy. I'm up until go the very end <laughs> that he's still good that he's well by good I mean he's going to be on he's going to be working with young and not against him that's my definition of good for this show right yes um so yeah I, I'm gonna say they're still gonna be on the same side up until the end we'll see okay and we will find out next time All what right. happens in the final episode of Thunderbolt Fantasy which, of course, uh, if you are following this and you don't know, uh, this month is actually when uh, the Phoenix like backstory episode airs, uh, which would oh. be great. I think, yeah, I think that I think that that airs on December twelfth, hmm. um, and I am going to be watching that as soon as I can, and that will, and that will probably not be on Crunchyroll, but there will be fan subs of it, which of course I will send that over to you, Brian, Thank as you. well. I appreciate it. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, like, this actually does look pretty great, because it does seem to be going into the backstory for Phoenix, but it also seems to be maybe, like, exploring, like, Crow and Young during that time as well. Sound Oh, awesome. I was expecting just Phoenix. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah that should be good. And as well, uh, season two will air sometime in the summer next year, so... Fantastic. I look forward to So we'll to be it. back with, with this show in real time... <laughs> Weekly oh. show. <laughs> <laughs> Daily show. <laughs> but no. Uh, 
but yeah, uh, so I guess uh, for finally, I should probably do the anime like recommendation of the yes. week. Uh, what do I want to recommend this time? Uh, let's go with uh, shoot One Piece. No. <laughs> okay, so I have done Ancient Magus Bride, and I have uh-huh. done Land of the Lusters, which are both really great. Uh, what are what is the other one that I think people should watch? Um. Let's go with Girls Last Tour. Okay. Uh, which this is a series about two girls who are basically trying to survive uh, after the world has basically like ended due to a like you know due to uh, like you know due to like a military conflict. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like what if Metro, but like uh like you know like uh but what if like Artyom was basically like you know like two cute girls basically <laughs> just basically just just like you know driving around this, you know, like, like, you're driving around this, like, bombed-out city, and basically just trying to, to survive, but having kind of, you know, like, but, uh, but having, like, fun while doing it, but, but, but there is this sort of, like, pervasive sadness throughout the whole thing, though. It, it's actually very interesting and very it sounds cool. much more pleasant than, than Metro, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but. Cool. It, it, yeah, it's That sounds, like, it's right up your alley. A, you loved Metro. Oh, I love Metro so much. I am actually looking forward to the new one so much. Yeah. Uh, Wait, there's a third yeah, one like, coming out? Yeah, no, it was announced at the uh, Xbox uh, I press that. conference. At I never played yeah. uh, Last Light. Is that was that good? Last Light is super good. Okay, I'd love to go back and play that because I enjoyed the first one a lot. Yes, and you should also check out the Metro. Yeah, like can you also and you should also check out like yeah, like, you know, like the Metro, like you know, like you know, you give me like you give me like series that is based on the book. There is oh. no such thing. No. <laughs> oh, darn. I'm like, wait, yeah. seriously? Because I yeah, know there's no, a book but, series, but I, I yeah. didn't know there's like a... Yeah, okay. You're yeah, no. Uh, yeah, 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 no, like, unfortunately, they have not opted to turn that into like an anime yet, or even like a TV show, even though I think they should. Uh, yeah, that, that sounds like a pretty good fit. All right, then. Sounds like a good recommendation. The, the name of that was Girls... Uh, Girls Last Tour. Okay, very cool. Yeah, uh... So yeah, you can check that out, and I guess we will see you in hopefully two weeks' time before the end of the year to get to the two get to the final episode. Sounds good. Uh, yep. And of course, uh, once again, thank you, Brian, as always, for showing thank up you. here and watching the show with me. You're welcome. It, it has been so much fun so far. Yes. And of course, I have been your host, Zachary, and may your translations always be spotty. Kamichi's whiz. <laughs> <laughs>